Hey Solomon, this is Jay Rosemary. Are you tired of feeling overwhelmed and alone? I know when my children were younger, there was a lot of times I felt alone. That's why I started Solomon's Talk, this podcast. But you're not alone. You don't have to parent alone. And I, I keep repeating it because it's something that it seems we are convinced that we are alone. But reach out to me. I'm here for you. I can talk you through anything that's going through your mind. Because believe me, I've gone through some stuff. You can tell from listening to these podcasts that I empathize with you. And I understand and can connect with what's happening with you. So click the link below and book a one-on-one with me. We could just chat. Uh, No obligation, no... um, No commitment, just chat. And so don't parent alone. Click the link below and book a a chat with me. And no obligation, confidential and safe place to talk about you. Tired, weary, frustrated? What would you be doing if you weren't raising children alone? What's stopping you from living your best life now? On Solo Moms Talk, I discuss with solo mothers the challenges you face raising children alone. So if you're a working solo mom dealing with independent children, insensitive bosses, weight and health issues, or even debt collectors, join us as we discover your path to get and stay healthy, Increase your income and live with joy and purpose. In this battle of life, it's hard to keep your head above the water. So win this fight. My guest today is Kim Becker, a motivational and inspirational speaker and an award-winning author of two books about beauty, cancer, and the amazing scope of the human spirit. Welcome, Kim. Well, hello. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Sure. Uh, My pleasure. Before we begin, can you tell me who is Kim Becker? Oh, (laughs) that's a loaded question. (laughs) Um, Kim Becker is a strong... um, woman that perseveres every day to be the best version of herself as well as to impact the lives of women battling cancer. Mm, Awesome. Thank you. And I think I read somewhere that said you are a widow of one child. Yes. Okay. So you're a solo mom. And can you tell us how you became a solo mom? Yes. Um, So I um, married my soulmate when I was 26. Um, We started dating when I was 24. And um, I always knew that he was my person. He, uh, our front teeth crossed over the same way in the, in the front of our mouth. We had the same scar on our right hand. Um, and our birthdays were one day apart. We were actually six days and one day apart. 
Mm-hmm. And um, we got married. I was 26. He was 32. And uh, we had a normal beginning to our marriage. You know, the first three years were awesome. The honeymoon period, you know, we were that couple where we couldn't sleep in the middle of the night. We'd get up, go to Walmart, and then go to breakfast, and then come back home and, you know, go back to sleep for a couple of hours because we could. Um, we waited nine years to have our son, and uh, it was the absolute best blessing that we had, could ever imagine. Um, but three years after we got married, Mike was diagnosed with a disease called primary sclerosing cholangitis. Um, and if anybody's familiar, Walter Payton was a player, a football player for the Chicago Bears, and it was the same disease that he had. Mm. And the doctors always warned us. Um, they always said that Mike would never pass away from the disease. It would be an infection that they couldn't get a hold of. And so for 20 years, Mike fought this disease. So I was his advocate. I was his caregiver. And we'd go. He wasn't sick all the time. You know, we'd go where there'd be like an 18-month, two-year stretch where he would have no problems at all. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden something would happen and, he'd, you know, we'd have to go to the emergency room. There might be an elongated hospital stay, all those things. And so kind of the beginning of the end was October of 2016. I guess that summer, 2016, he got a bowel obstruction. Um, and they gave him some, um, he'd had an infection. They gave him uh, oxycodone to kind of help with the pain from the infection, which shut down his bowels, which led to a bowel obstruction. Mm. They cleared that out. And then the fall of 2016, he ended up having a surgery to remove a section of his bowel. And um, it, it just kind of went one thing after another, just a, a series of unfortunate events. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave him a very strong antibiotic. And the antibiotic caused his kidneys to shut down, so they needed to take him off his blood pressure medicine, which then caused him to have a stroke. And it was just one thing after another. And finally, um, Memorial Day weekend, they think he had another stroke. And uh, that was Memorial Day weekend of 2017. And they um, took him to the hospital, and I believe he was bleeding internally, and the hospital didn't find it. And he was in the hospital for about three weeks. Oh, I guess almost a month. And um, they, they just, it was septic shock. And so the doctors were right. Um, it wasn't it wasn't a disease. It was an right. infection that they couldn't get a hold of. Right. So, yep. He was on life support for about four days. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the doctors just called me in and just said, you know, we're on a bridge to nowhere. There's nothing more that we can do. So mm. we made the decision just to kind of let him go. But, but great story. You know, Mike loved to sing. Absolutely loved to sing. And so I had, I wanted the radio, you know, after we decided to kind of take all of the, you know, the, all the precautions were gone. We were just waiting for him to take his time to leave us. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted music playing and he and uh, my son would always sing the song Drift Away by Dobie Gray. And uh, that was one of the songs that came on. And if you really think about that, you know, it just talks about, you know, just that's all you want to do is just drift away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was a very peaceful ending and we got to be there with him till the very end. And he was an amazing man that left an incredible legacy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's an event to go through, but at the same time, when the, me- the memories are pleasant, then you make it that much more palatable, I guess is the is a word. Yes. You know, so yeah, yeah. So um and thank you for sharing um that with us. Uh and the details because sometimes even if somebody's going through we just don't want to hear. You just pass. Yes. And hear the details so we can say, Wow, I remember going through something like that or yes. you know, something. So thank you for sharing. Yes. So uh, how old old is your son? 
he will be 20 at the end of this month, which I can't okay. believe. So, so <laughs> it was, no, well, it was tough. I, I said, you know, there's it, never a good time to lose a spouse. Um, but Mike left us. Um, he was he died in June, and my son, our son, was getting ready to start um, his uh, freshman year of high school in August. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, high school years can be really tough. And so I thought, you know, of all the times for Mike to leave, that wasn't the most, you know, that wasn't the best time. Yeah. And so I, I basically sat down and just, I had a two-prong approach because I thought I can't do everything well. I just need to do a couple of things. And so it was to make sure that our son had a stellar high school career and that I kept the organization that we started together 14 years prior, 15 years prior, that I would keep that going. And that mm-hmm. was my focus was those two things. And I just needed to, you know, I just needed to get through that. And so we, we did a really great job. You know, I think that what I was talking with somebody today and I said, you know, when you lose a spouse um, and you become a solo parent, I, I'm, I'm beginning to learn that one of the things that happens with women is that you don't stay the course. You get freaked out. You don't think that you can do it alone. And so you change all the plans. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I think the plans are there, you know, prior to the spouse leaving. And there's a reason for that. And so what I was determined to do was just stay the course of all the things that Mike and I talked about. So, you know, we knew that our son wanted to go to a, a Catholic high school. We knew that we wanted him to go to college and that we didn't want him to take out student loans. You know, we knew all of those things. And so what I remember, all those conversations, I just stayed that path. Mm. I, didn't, I didn't disrupt that course. And so I feel that that's one of the reasons that we've been successful. My son had a stellar high school career. Um, that my, my husband, my late husband, was a huge bowler, and uh, his high school didn't have a bowling team, and so we started a bowling team, of which then my son got a scholarship to go to college to bowl wow. at a collegiate level. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I'll never forget, you know, we got our trials and tribulations like everybody did, but when my son graduated from high school, we were in a big uh, performing arts center in our town, and I was in the second balcony, and as my son walked across the stage from the second balcony, I yelled, we did it! Because <laughs> it was just something to say. Right. You know, yeah. Something they needed to do. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So you work through the difficulty by sticking to the the plans and the aspirations, and and I I, I imagine that helped your son kind of you know to center him in a way. You didn't fall apart, and it it you sticking to things allowed him not to fall apart. That's what I'm thinking. Yes. And, and, you know, and that was true. One of the things that I did was I sought um, grief counseling. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm a very strong, independent woman and it was tough for me to do that. It was tough for me to find a grief counselor to be able to say, look, I'm not sure I can do this on my own, but that was one of the best things I did. But the other thing that I did was I, I sought out a child psychologist and okay, I, yeah. I just kept saying to Seth, I kept saying, your dad will kill me if I screw you up. And so <laughs> I, I can't, all the things that we did to get you to this point, I can't undo. Right. And so we went to a child psychologist and, and I just remember, you know, saying, look, I need to, I need tools. 
I, I've never been a single parent before. I, I didn't get into parenting to become a single parent. That was never my plan. But if I'm faced with this, if this is where I need to be, then I need tools. I yes. need communication tools. I need things to make sure that, and I need a backup plan. If I can't handle something for myself, I needed to build a relationship with somebody that could help me through those spots if that's what I needed to do. Yeah. And so um, I, those were the best things that I, I found. I read a book once called The Gap in the Game. And it's, do you stay in the gap or do you stay in the game? And mm. so that would be, you know, if you decided that you were going to go and lose weight and you, you set your goal at 20 pounds and you only lost 14, do you concentrate on the 14 that you lost or do you concentrate on the six you didn't lose? Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. in that, they talked about those kind of things. And so I really try and celebrate our successes. Even if it wasn't, we didn't make it all the way, we celebrated the successes. But the other thing that they talked about, sometimes it's not the what, it's the who. Mm-hmm. It's not the what to do. It's, you know, who right. can help you through it? And so finding a grief counselor and make- Having difficulty with your teen? Are you struggling with finding solutions to your everyday parenting problems? Being a solo mom can be tough. I know. With all the things you juggle, mostly for your children, you're left with very little time for yourself. It can be hard to see your way out from where you are currently. But what if I told you that you can change your life and the lives of your children. As a Christian solo mom of three adult sons, I know firsthand some of the challenges you face. But I also discovered that when I shifted my mindset, I was able to transform my life in some amazing ways. Hi, I'm J. Rosemarie, your personal confidant and mentor. I invite you to connect with me and take the first step towards transforming your life. Together we can work to find solutions to your ongoing challenges and create a life you desire for yourself and your children. And no, this is not about fixing. This is about us working together to achieve your goals. So if you're ready to take the next step to empower yourself to transform your life, click the link below and sign up for a free consultation call with me. I look forward to hearing from you and helping you on your journey to becoming the best version of yourself. Making sure that I went to a child psychologist to be able to say, look, I'm, I don't have all the answers. I mm-hmm. never thought I'd be in this position. How can you help me through this so that I, I give him the tools and me being strong through this and us being able to talk about things through this. Um, I, I wanted to show him the, the power of communication. So, and, and it was very difficult. So, so the backstory on this was, you know, my late husband and I started a salon um, and we had a very successful salon. We had 17 stylists and a massage therapist and a receptionist. And we sold that salon to start a nonprofit. Well, the time that we were in the salon, I worked, my husband was a stay-at-home parent. Mm-hmm. And so I had to work really hard to have a better relationship with my son because it was my husband that spent all that time with him. He was the go-to person. He was the caregiver. He was the one that, you know, when he was sick and and so that I was, you know, I, I was the breadwinner in the family during that time. And so I had to really work hard at building that relationship with my son because I had it, but I didn't have the bond that my husband had. Mm-hmm. And so because of that and because of the focus, you know, my son and I have an excellent relationship now, but it takes a lot of hard work. It doesn't come easy. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for sharing so much. Uh, I appreciate you. Also, um, could you tell us a little bit about the nonprofit and, you know, what it does? Sure. So, um, as I said, I was a, I'm a hairdresser by trade. Mm-hmm. And um, so the story goes that when we opened our salon, it was my husband that said to me, I have the perfect name for the salon. We should call it Hello Gorgeous. And I said, that's the stupidest name I've ever heard. We're not <laughs> calling it Hello Gorgeous. And he said, no, no, it'll be really great because every time you answer the phone, you get to say Hello Gorgeous and it'll make people smile on the other end. I said, yeah, it's stupid. We're not doing it. So we owned the salon for 10 years and, um, and all the time, there was always something that was missing, and I didn't know what it was. And uh, we were on the on a, a road trip back from Indianapolis, which is about three hours south from where we live. And Mike and I were having this conversation about how I knew there was something more we should be doing, and I didn't know what it was. And all of a sudden, it fell on my heart, and I said, I know what we need to do. I said, we need to have a mobile day spa that caters to cancer patients. We need to have this beautiful, elegant palace on wheels that will show up just a few feet from her home and make her feel like a queen for a day during a time where she doesn't feel very special. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, I mean, own the business and, you know, you have your tribu- trials and tribulations through entrepreneurship. And, uh, and I, I told him, you know, we we're going to get out of the salon and we were going to do this and he was all for it. And so I told him we were going to do it for free. And mm-hmm. then I watched all the color run out of his face and he said, how are we going to do this? And I said, I don't know. I just know it's what we're supposed to do. And so, you know, we talked about it and couldn't, you know, he couldn't fathom it. He couldn't wrap his brain around it. So 10 years had passed from about this moment to where we are right now, from the time we opened the salon to this point. And our son was in the backseat of the car when I was having this conversation. Seth woke up from his nap. And as we were walking into, um, we wanted to let him stretch his legs. We were walking into a McDonald's play area. And I looked at Mike and I said, you know what, Mike, this is supposed to be called Hello Gorgeous. I said, the salon was never meant to be called Hello Gorgeous. This is supposed to be called Hello Gorgeous because when these women feel the way that they do, that's how they deserve to be greeted. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't want anything to do with it. He didn't understand it, couldn't figure out how we were going to do it. But after six months, I tell you, it became his life's work. And it was really, it's been amazing. So Hello Gorgeous basically treats women with cancer to a day of beauty. We mm-hmm. want to help women with cancer smile when they look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And we found that it's the doctor's job to treat her cancer, but it's our job to make sure she looks really good while she's going through it. Right. If she looks good, she'll participate in her normal everyday life, whatever that looks like. Whether mm-hmm. it is to, you know, be a mom, whether it's to be a Fortune 500 CEO, whether it's just to be a sister or a caregiver, whatever yes. that looks like. When you feel better about the way that you look, you show up bigger and better in whatever capacity it is. And so that's what we at Hello Gorgeous do is I want to make sure that every woman with cancer can smile when she looks in the mirror at her reflection that's what yeah. i'm be able to do yeah that wow that sounds awesome and you know you you hit the nail on the head with that because you know i can't imagine what a cancer patient experience but i see i have seen pictures of the devastation yes. and and to since we depend on our beauty so much as women, I mean, that's just, I mean, you just couldn't pick some, pick a better thing to do. 
<laughs> I just think it's awesome. Yeah. Well, and I think it's so much to, you know, being in the beauty industry is, you know, as long as I was and personally, right. If I'm having a good hair day, all is right with the world. Mm-hmm. If I'm having a bad hair day, watch out. Cause I yeah. don't talk to me. Don't yeah. approach me. Yeah. And so then you've got these women that don't have any hair, but then they're dealing with the side effects of their treatment. You yeah. Know, they lose their eyebrows. They lose their eyelashes. You know, they lose their nose hairs and yeah. their hair. And if it's breast cancer, they lose their breasts. Mm-hmm. So what we try and do is just give them some semblance of their femininity back. Yeah. We can show them how to draw their eyebrows on. We can show them how to make it look like they've got eyelashes. We can yeah. give them a wig if they need one. You know, we talk about, um, the, the second book that I wrote is called, I promise to put my lipstick on when I get there. And it's basically a what to expect when you're expecting, but for a cancer patient, mm-hmm. you know, women don't understand that are there are women that have never gone through this that don't understand your physique can change when mm-hmm. you if you have a mastectomy you know things that maybe looked a certain way don't look that way so how do you dress for the new body that you have how do you put the right colors on with the way that your skin tone changes because of the cancer treatment it's all those two mill- and they're not huge things they're just two millimeter shifts that if you do those and you do them consistently it makes a huge difference and you can look in the mirror and smile when you see your f- reflection yeah wow that's that's pretty that's pretty awesome i'm a little bit speechless but um yeah thank you for doing that uh, yes. that's that's pretty good i have the best job in the whole world I really yeah. do. <laughs> and i have to ask was there another reason why you chose to do that um as your nonprofit? Uh, it's all god Okay. It's truly a calling. There is no way that I, I, Mike and I always teased because I was a hairdresser and he had a degree in pre-Columbian archaeology from Purdue University. Mm -hmm. And we always said, you know, God should have chosen two marketing majors from Harvard to take on what he's asked us to do. Because right now our program is actually, it was prior to COVID, we had 33 salons in 15 states. Mm -hmm. So my goal was to grow this organization nationally, which it still is. But I don't have, you know, I don't have the now. I'm, I'm learning. I'm trailblazing as we walk through this. Mm-hmm. You know, I truly believe that God doesn't call the equipped. He equips the called. Yeah. And so it's just, this is just truly something that God has said, would you do this? And I said, okay. So here we are. Yeah, here you are. Oh, my God. That is awesome. Well, I hope we can help you spread, you know, more knowledge about your organization and more women can be impacted by it because it is it is an awesome um, thing that you're doing. Thank, Thank you. you. Yes, for sure. All right. So uh, what is Kim grateful for today? Having said all that. <laughs> you know, I, I'm grateful. I, I'm grateful for today. Period. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just grateful that I got to get up today and that I got to see the sunshine and that I got to get up in the middle of the night and kiss my son on the forehead while he was sleeping. You know, I think so many times we're all focused on the future mm-hmm. that you forget to be grateful just for today. Yeah. And so I'm really, really, really trying just to be able to be just grateful for what I have today. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. And so you you you're still a hairdresser? Are you still a uh, own your salon and working in that? No, we sold okay. the salon. Um, okay, probably. Well, it was my son is going to be twenty. He was four, so about sixteen years ago we sold the salon. Oh, okay, um, and so I stepped away from behind the chair about seven years ago. Okay, and so I just run the nonprofit full time now. All right. Okay. And how can women get in touch with you and your organization? 
So if they go to our website, which is hellogorgeous.org, there's mm-hmm. all sorts of resources on there. And actually, I created a video. Um, what I love to be able to do is when a woman is diagnosed with cancer and we had an opportunity to do a makeover on her, I love being able to chat with her. And the one question I always ask is, what do you know now that you wish that you would have known at the beginning of your cancer journey? And I thought, you know, how cool is that that she can help other women? So I created a video about the 12 things that women need to know prior to starting their cancer treatment. And Mm -hmm. so anybody that would be interested in that, it's a free um, item on our website. So if you go to hellogorgeous.org backslash free, then we'll give you um, the link to the video to be able to watch that. So um, all the information, we've got a ton of free resources. Um, We do a virtual makeover now that women can participate in in the comfort of their own home. And so, and if anybody would like to contact me personally, you can get a hold of me at kbecker at hellogorgeous.org. Okay, cool. And we put those links in the show notes um, for easy access. Yeah, sure. Give us a piece of advice. Um, for a solo mom, you know, when I was um, when I was going through the first part of my widowhood, um, there was an old saying that said, "Just eat the elephant one bite at a time." Mm-hmm. And I couldn't forward think too much. I just had to look at, okay, what's the next right step to take? And then after you take that next right step, then what's the next right step to take? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I, I just. That's all. I mean, I was overwhelmed with all the things that, you know, and, and you have to be grateful. I I look back now in the, my husband, my late husband was gone five years at the end of this month. Mm. And I would say to my son, you know, not once did the electric ever get turned off. Not once did the water ever get turned off. The car is still running. We still have a roof over our head. You know, he successfully graduated from high school. And I think that we look at ourselves, we're so hard on ourselves as women mm-hmm. that we have to take it. You get so busy looking forward that you forget to look back to see, look how far we've come. Yeah. And so I think it's too, right? All You need to celebrate the little wins, mm-hmm. those kind of things, right? Okay, great. I was able to keep all the utilities on for this month. That's awesome. I was able to keep the car running for this month. That's awesome. And whatever that next right step is, you just take that. You don't look at the whole picture. You just you put the blinders on, and you just take that next right step for right now. Yeah. And those are the best things that I did that helped me get through to the other side. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Sometimes we want to take on everything at once, and when one little thing would have moved us forward. That's right. Thank, yeah, thank you very much, Kim Becker, for coming and speaking to me today. It was really a pleasure. Right. Thank you so much. Yeah. It was wonderful to be here. Yeah, sure. Hello, solo moms. Do you feel isolated and alone in your parenting journey? Are you tired of facing the challenges of solo parenting by yourself? If so, then I have the perfect solution for you. Join Solo Moms Connect, the ultimate support group for moms raising children on their own. As a solo mom of three adult sons, I want to provide a safe and welcoming space where you can connect with other moms, share your experience, and find and find answers to your questions. So don't go it alone. Be part of a thriving community of solo moms. Join Solo Moms Connect today and get the support and guidance you need to succeed as a solo parent. Join us today and be a part of a community of strong and resilient solo moms. Solo Moms Connect, building stronger communities one mom at a time. So don't wait, click the link below and join us today. Hello, solo moms. 
As a solo mom of three adult sons, I understand the challenges you face on a daily basis. As a mentor, my mission is to help you shift your mindset and empower you to take control of your life. To see yourself as God sees you. I know that unresolved trauma can be a heavy burden to carry and parenting alone can be a lonely journey, but it doesn't have to be that way. I want you to know that you are not alone. You have the strength and resilience to overcome your challenges and create the life you desire. I want to help you to make the effort to tackle unresolved trauma and change your perspective so you can live the life you deserve. I offer complimentary consultation where we can discuss how to move forward, create a plan to help you heal and empower you. You can schedule a consultation by emailing me at jen at jrosemarie.com or by calling plus one 917-994-1329 or schedule a consultation with the link below. I am here for you and I want to help you take the first step towards healing and empowerment. Don't let unresolved trauma hold you back any longer. Don't parent in silence. So take action today and let's work together to empower you to live the life you desire.